When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Spring practice is over. It is time to completely turn the page to some recruiting talk. Post-spring recruiting updates right here with Corey Bender from Gators Online on three. Corey, man, I think uh, I think recruiting, you know, if, if, if Gator Nation goes on to Gators Online, I think uh, they can see from your guys' updates, uh, hey, man, Recruiting is not slowing down whatsoever right now. No, definitely not, Dave. Thanks for having me on, as always. And, um, yeah, Florida right now ranks inside the top five for the 2024 class. Seven kids make up – seven kids around make up the class. Obviously, you have DJ Lagway, who's the headliner. And, you know, a lot, a lot of big-time kids, a lot of All-Americans in this class as well. Um, and then you have the guy like uh, Josiah Davis, the safety, who is – on the rise, you know, 45th ranked safety in the country, who I think is only going to move up the rankings more and more as people see him. So um, definitely, like you said, Florida's on the road recruiting. The kids are coming in every weekend for visits. So it's definitely an exciting time if you're a huge recruiting fan. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And if you want some of the best coverage out there for recruiting, of course, Gators Online on three. Corey and the guys there have it, uh, have it on lockdown right there. Uh, with all these recruiting storylines that we'll get into on this episode of Gators Breakdown to get everybody kind of caught up uh, post-spring right here. So everybody hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Uh, thanks for joining us live here early in the morning if you are on kind of a, you know, a moved around episode uh, a bit. So definitely wanted to get Corey's thoughts here as far as recruiting goes. And then when you continue the conversation, uh, Gators Breakdown Plus, that Discord message board right there, uh, you keep the conversation going with all these recruiting storylines as well. So, Corey, let's get started. Uh, offensive side of the ball, I know we're, we're mostly going to focus heavily on you know, offensive line, wide receiver, uh, defensive line. There, you know, seems to be where most of the questions are coming in for this class right now. But, Corey, if we do go to running back quickly, you know, Florida's got two already in the fold. Uh, and look, we kind of know Florida would be fine with just those two and, you know, more than likely to plan unless you get a Jarrett Gibson light back, you know, so you're currently with him predicted to go elsewhere. Uh, not really much traction. It sounds like for other top backs out there, how likely do you see it? Florida taking three running backs cause uh, I think if you, if you ask around, this staff is really, really high on Bowens, you know, thinks he's just as good as any back out there. Uh, so, you know, you, you got that storyline uh, if Florida's going to take three running backs or not. 
Yeah, I think right now it's a little under 50%. Obviously, you have guys like you said, Jerry Gibson, who are just a no-brainer regardless of how many guys you in the class. He's just that good of a talent where you, you adjust in the fly and you take a kid like that. But I think right now it's a little under 50%. You have guys out there, um, you know, like you, like we mentioned, Gibson. There's a few other guys, too, in-state that Florida would love to have in the class, like Micaiah Danzi up in Tallahassee. But I think, obviously, with him being in Tallahassee, I think he's leaned towards the Seminoles. There, there's some other guys, you know, across the country that they're kind of evaluating as well. But and but I think right now you look at the class like Bolins. Even when he committed, you watch his film. He's a bouncy kid who you know weighs in a little bit more north than 200 pounds. Really underrated and really uh, has a nice burst for his size too. And then obviously Daniel's up, you know, up his way in Mississippi. I think you know he's a strong runner. Um, he's used to having the load on his shoulders too. He's used to being the guy. In that offense, I know he kind of plays opposition a little bit too at, you know, playing um, kind of quarterback and, you know, kind of more like kind of a read option, wildcat type quarterback. Yeah. But when he is running the ball, he's very effective. And I think you have to be super pleased with that running back class regardless. And I, I just think right now it's not likely they take a third right back, although they are in communication with some. Right, right. That's how I see it playing out there, too. So, all right, Corey, let's go to one of the big positions that uh, Gator Nation's out there wondering about, and that is the wide receiver position. A good haul last cycle for the Gators. Uh, now the coaching change kind of to deal with. Kerry Colbert out, Billy Gonzalez back in. Uh, before we get into specifics, maybe with some players and, and some, maybe some targets, you know, what's been the general feeling on the change from Colbert to Billy Gonzalez? I think, it's been, I think it, it's been very good and better than I thought it was going to be. And I say that just because, you know, guys like Jeremiah Smith and a lot of these kids, even Chance Robinson before he came into Miami, you know, Colbert was one of the main reasons why um, Florida was kind of still on their radar or Florida, why, why they were in their top group. Um, those relationships are very strong. So, you know, once he departed for the NFL, it was kind of a wait and see just to see, you know, who's going to be coming in? And, you know, with Billy Gonzalez, you have some kids that are familiar with him, and you have some kids that weren't. But the kids that did meet him and did come on campus since he's been hired, um, the, re the reviews have been very, very positive. Um, a lot of, like, you know, like you said, when you when you have the opportunity to sit with these kids for the first time, I mean, you, you name guys like Percy Harvin, a lot of the guys he's coached, some of these youngsters probably just weren't aware of that, and that's a very big eye-opener for them. So the the, the it's been a strong review since he's been in there. And then, you know, Jeremiah Smith, he's already visited since Billy Gonzalez has been on board. You know, D.J. Lagway was in town as well. So I think it's been as good as it gets. You know, they're in a the mix for several wide receivers right now. Um, with Jeremiah Smith, which I think is obviously unlikely, but he's still the biggest fish out there as far as, uh, a prospect, you know, elite prospect that's still visiting Florida at the receiver position. Yeah, so let's get a little bit deeper here at this position, Corey, and just how this position looks right now. Of course, you mentioned DJ Lagway in the fold, uh, him reaching out to a lot of these receivers out there, and just wondering what this mm -hmm. track, you know, wondering what this traction is out there for some of these wide receiver prospects. You just mentioned Jeremiah Smith, and of course, he's certainly the top target. But, you know, where did the Gators sit for targets like, you know, TJ Moore, Mario Craver, uh, maybe even a Michael Turner right now? It seems, you know, Florida's in good shape for, for, for those guys. But there's, you know, Georgia commits out there. Nycar, Nitro Tuggle, uh, Jazasa Trader is another target out there. But there's plenty, plenty more out there. But it seems like, you know, that group, that name has garnered the most interest from the fan base out there. So if you had to maybe even put on uh, some, some prediction goggles a bit, you know, when's the – when do you see the first wide receiver maybe popping for the Gators? And you know, if one, they can build off of a pretty good class last time as well. 
I've been here in the next month or two. I mean, Jeriah Hawkins at IMG, he has Florida Penn State in his top two. West Virginia is in there as well. He hails from West Virginia, goes to IMG Academy, but I think Florida's in a really good spot for him. You know, TJ Moore, obviously on Tampa Catholic, both one of the best, you know, offer sheets, I think, across the country when it comes to receiver. I still think he's very underrated. Um, Florida right now is his leader. When, before he actually went public and said Florida was his leader, he said, Florida's in my top two with another school that really blew me away um, when I went on visits this spring. We still don't know what school that is yet because he wanted to keep it private, but I think the most important thing fans really want to know is where, where's Florida stand? And, you know, they're sitting at the very top of him. So, And then you have Michael Turner, you know, who's recently offered another kid out of the Southeast, very speedy type kid. Uh, I think overall, I think Florida, like you said, it's a deep wide receiver board. And either way, I think Florida's going to sign a really good class. I think TJ Moore, he doesn't seem like the type that wants to drag his recruitment out too long. I think getting a guy like him and obviously in the fold would be huge with DJ Lagway. And you, you would think, I know I had a lot of fans reach out to me asking, are you surprised they haven't got one of these receivers in the fold yet? And I'm really not. I mean, it's just the amount of kids that have visited. It's just about getting them to campus. And, you know, Mario Craver's another kid that's been mentioned. Um, I was told in recent weeks that he's kind of, kind of more of a plan B for Florida right now. Florida really likes him. Um, it's been mostly Florida and Auburn. Those have been the schools mentioned the most. I know there are a few other guys a little bit higher on the board right now. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see if, you know, Florida kind of gives him the green light if he does want to come uh, to Gainesville. So either way, you got to be pretty optimistic if you're a Florida fan. A lot of options and a lot of kids who have the Gators, you know, right at the very top of their list. Yeah, Corey, I heard the same about Craver and Hurt. It's probably now a little more likely than it was at one point. But, yeah, I'm kind of interested – to see the timeline of some of these other guys and if that's going to you know affect the uh, the path there for one Mario Craver. So, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of interesting storylines at that position for sure. No, for sure. And that, that's what I think, too, right now with Florida. I mean, you're already ranked inside the top five. I mean, it's it's a momentum game. And I, and I think it was just like last year where before the summer, a lot of people were like, well, why have these guys jumped on board? I mean, June is now the key yeah. month for recruiting when it comes to – hey, am I ready to make a decision or am I going to drag this out into the fall? And you kind of saw how the dominoes fell last summer with a lot of kids deciding. So Florida already has one of the best recruiting classes. They're trending up for so many kids. And I think here in June, when, as like last year, you know, they hosted so many official visitors, you'll start to see who's really serious about the Gators and who isn't. And I think overall, I think fans are going to be pretty pleased with how the summer plays out for Florida. There we go. We'll continue on with the offense and another big position group with a lot of questions and maybe the biggest one, offensive line, Corey. To, and you know, to go along, you know, the great reputation for developing uh, offensive linemen from the staff. Osiris Torrance is about to be drafted high in the NFL. You got two coaches to help out in that area, but it seems like it's tough to get a stranglehold on some of the top rated guys uh, at the moment. And of course, I think we've got enough evidence right now that the staff also likes using the transfer portal uh, for offensive linemen. And the big name there, of course, San Diego State, Josh Simmons. Uh, but if we look at the high school side of it, you know, it's still, um, you know, where are some of the big names at? Where are some of the big names leaning? And it doesn't necessarily look like maybe Florida at the moment. But you got, you know, Fletcher Westfall, Ethan Calloway, Eddie uh, Pierre-Louis seem to be some of the best and top options out there. Uh, what are the chances with that group, and are there any others you throw in that group? Yeah, I Michael Uni out of Texas. He's a six foot seven, two hundred ninety pound four star prospect. Yeah, he's out in Coppers Cove, Texas. Florida was actually by yesterday. 
um, by the school, and he'll, he'll be coming in June for an official visit. Um, Florida offered a number of months ago. Um, you know, there was, you know, conversations were taking place several times a week, and Florida made um, this top 10. And it was just about where do they kind of fall in that top 10. And, you know, for them to get one of the first official visits, I believe Texas is the other school who has itinerary already booked. So to be one of the first few schools to get an OB date, that kind of shows how serious he is about Florida. So that's a name we've brought up in recent months, but not as much. But now he, his name is starting to climb the board a little bit. Uh, Michael uh, Uni out of Texas. Um, I, I think another name, obviously, I think you already mentioned Fletcher Westfall. I think he's been to campus several times already. He told me here at the end of this month he'll be releasing his top schools. And, you know, going from there, after all his spring visits are with, that's when he's going to send his OBs. For a long time, I've kind of said he was kind of a dark horse as far as who can land in Florida's class. I think, you know, that interest is very high. Um, and, you know, I've always said I, I expect Florida to get an OB. But we'll see. I, I asked him if Florida's definitely going to go get an OB, and he said he's still kind of determining that. So we'll see where Florida falls with him. I definitely think they're near the top of his list, but, you know, OBs can kind of get tricky. Um, and then I know you mentioned Eddie Pierre-Lewis of, um, out of Tampa Catholic. I talked to him the other day, and he said he hasn't been speaking with Florida too much lately. Um, he was up for Richard Garage's brother, for those who don't know, for his pro day. Um, had a few quick conversations with the staff and nothing much, but he's one guy we're kind of circling and kind of keep close tabs on him just to see where that interest on Florida's side, where that kind of get where that leads to. Um, but like you said, I mean, there's a lot of options in this class, and I think the, the one other name that's worth mentioning is Marquise Easley out of Illinois who was just in campus this past week. And it, that's another interesting recruitment. He kind of put out, he put out a top 10 and Florida didn't make that, you know, it was only about a month ago and you know, you kind of move on. And as time goes on, he told me of some schools as top 10 start acting different towards them, whatever that means. Or, you know, a lot of these schools, you know, recruitment's always fluid. So schools go in and out of those top groups, but he decided to give Florida a shot. And I had, you know, Florida's in the mix for an official visit. Now you have schools like Tennessee and, um, Georgia in the mix as well, who already have OB scheduled. But I think with Florida, they're in the middle of the pack for a lot of these kids. I don't think – I think, like you said, a lot of these big names, you got to make a splash along the O-line. I feel like this cycle, um, Marcus Mascal out of Georgia, right now it's LSU in Florida. He's like a high three-star type of upside. Um, yeah, LSU was the leader, then Florida hosted them, knocked it out of the park, and now they're kind of even. But, you know, I think those are the main names to mention right now. Um, but as far as a, a pure leader, there's there's definitely some um, work to do along the O-line. You know, there's a lot of guys in the mix for them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Corey, are you a bit surprised by that? I mean, as much as this staff relies on their offensive line, and is it is it more of a strategy to you know early on in Billy Napier's tenure at Florida to maybe hit the transfer portal a bit to get more developed guys? I mean, we saw three in the first portal cycle, and now maybe a fourth. You know, if Josh Simmons works out, and you know, maybe maybe even another in the transfer portal. Do you see it as a a, a position where the strategy may change the longer the staff is here, and they, they just feel like they really, really? I mean, of course, they want the top rated guys. So you know, maybe I don't yeah. know what the issue would be there, but can they make up for it? I guess in the transfer. 
Yeah, I definitely think they can. I mean, you look at online, it's the one position group where you say, hey, can a guy make an impact as a freshman? It's the one position group where you don't see it too often. It's just a different game going from high school to college from a physical standpoint. So unless you're a league guy, a lot of those old linemen don't see the field early. And obviously with the, with the way the portal is now, it's just a new free agency. And I think, I mean, that's a smart way to go by I mean, You have guys who have been in the college strength and conditioning program for a few years now. Then you have the guys, obviously if you're Florida, you're going after guys who more than likely have a good amount of experience. You know what I mean? You're not going to waste that spot. Um, you know, a lot of these high upside guys you can get, in, you know, get at the high school level. So I think so. I think Florida, obviously, they, they they made some good additions this past transfer cycle, and you know, I think that's probably you know, they probably feel more comfortable with that kind of like plug and play, get guys who can come in right away, and there's not much of a big transition for them being in the college level. But yeah, I think as far as high school though, one thing I will point out though, you'll see a lot of guys like Jonathan Daniels out of uh, Pensacola, out of Pine Forest High School. I mean, he's a he's an elite prospect with offers from everyone across the country. But, you know, Florida just offered just over a month ago. Um, and then that's been the case with a few kids where it's just a common common question I get answered. I, I have to kind of answer the message board where, you know, why did we offer this kid so late? But I know Florida, they have a really in-depth kind of scouting system where, you know, everyone watches film. You know, if it's a if it's offensive lineman, you know, Rob Sales, Arnold Stapleton, support staff, they watch the film and, it kind of gets passed up to chain of command up to Napier and he looks at it and he kind of gives the green light as far as who gets offered. So everyone has their plan, you know, we'll see how it works out over the long haul. But I think that's one thing I can point to some of these kids that maybe have relationships with other schools for much longer. Yeah. Corey, another thing also is you know, the state of Florida just does not have a whole, a whole lot of highly rated offensive linemen. So I, I kind of probably goes into yep. it a little bit as well. Yep, yep, that definitely. And that's the thing, too. I, I just think overall, though, I think the portal has just changed everything, especially when it comes to that standpoint. I mean, O-Lyman, you need guys who can kind of come in right away, especially replacing guys um, like how Florida is this coming year. I mean, go to the portal and you get a guy, you plug them in, there's not much of a headache from an adjustment standpoint. So, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that obviously, I think that's something we're going to see more and more from Florida for years to come. All right, Corey, let's go to another position where a lot of questions remain and tight end. Uh, Walter Matthews seems to clearly be the top uncommitted target at the position. Caleb Odom, Amir Jackson, maybe other names to watch. But what would you say the, the chances are for Matthews? And, and before, of course, you know, Florida not being able to show too much at the tight end position in Billy Napier's first year, maybe more in his second year with Arliss Boardingham, maybe kind of rising up the ranks. Uh, but, you know, been dealing with a whole bunch of injuries. Maybe that has something to do with it. But, Walter Matthews does seem to be the top one out there. Yeah, and Walter Matthews, I've always said he's the most likely addition uh, at tight end. And, you know, a big reason because I, I was saying that was because of his relationship with William Peekler. I mean, when um, when Peekler departed the program, I asked him about it. And he said, he's like, man, he's like, that's like the, the coach I had the best relationship with. We're very close. But Florida, you know, he, he was somewhat familiar already with Russ Callaway um, from him just kind of being on campus a few other times. He visited, so there was already some type of familiarity. Billy Napier stopped by his school back in January as well, so he's picked up the level, um, the lines of communication as well to kind of help um, since that transition once people left. Um, I still think – I think Florida slipped a little bit with him. Um, there's other schools that are definitely more a threat that you know, more than they were a few months ago. I think once people departed, he kind of took a step back and kind of, you know, was kind of looking out a little bit deeper as far as what other schools are on this radar. The good thing is with Matthews is he is visiting two weeks, two weekends from now. 
So that'll be very key um, to kind of, you know, generate some more momentum with them, have some more face time. I think overall, I know, um, you know, Amir Jackson, he's a kid that Florida offered in January. It wasn't ranked at the time. And it was really that Florida and then the Georgia offer about a week later that really catapulted him into the national spotlight for him being a blue chipper. Um, it's going to be interesting. He, he doesn't want to reveal which schools are going to get OVs or not, but I would be very shocked if Florida get, didn't get one from him. Um, I think Florida and Georgia are probably positioned best at this time. So we'll see. I think, I mean, he's from Georgia, so you're always going to kind of look at the Bulldogs a little bit more seriously with an in-state kid. But I think with tight end, that's another position. You know, Caleb Odom, that's another name mm-hmm. that yeah, you mentioned at the top end. He didn't include Florida in his top group. Um, I think overall, if Peeler was still here, maybe he would have because that's another kid that had a good relationship with him. But I think tight end right now, Colton Heinrich out of Cardinal Gibbons and Fort Lauderdale is another one. There's a lot of kids I would say that have Florida in like that top five, top six range, but there's still room to make up. I mean, Walter Matthews, like I said, is still the most likely, but I'm not as confident as I was a few months ago. So we'll see how it all plays out. I think it's one of those other positions where we'll see where the chips fall months from now. Um, once kids take OBs and we'll see, you know, where that position, uh, position stands at that time. All right, we'll move to the other side of the ball right now. But before we do, Florida Victorious. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness, and Florida Victorious provides those valuable NIL opportunities for Gator student athletes and future student athletes. Thanks to fans who support UF Athletics. Florida Victorious is now the lead NIL entity for Gator Nation, donors, and partners. And you can become part of the team by joining today. Your support allows the Gators to be competitive in NIL, make it all that attractive for recruits. So to learn more, strengthen Gator athletics, join in helping make the orange and blue victorious by visiting FloridaVictorious.com. Link is in the description as well. So, all right, Corey, let's continue on defensive side the ball. Uh, of, of course, you know, they have hit that side of the ball pretty uh, pr- pretty hard so far, especially uh, at the linebacker spot. But if we go up front, you know, no, no commits up front for the Gators on, on the defensive line. And it's becoming clear that the board is starting to take a little bit of shape, though. Uh, you've been, you know, you've got that on three, and specifically you have been on top of the Texas A&M commit, Dalen Evans, uh, and Florida's chances of flipping him. Uh, but also Kendall Jackson from Gainesville looks to be trending Florida. And DeAndre Robinson, LJ McCray, Jaden Jackson, Nasir Johnson all seem to be garnering heavy interest from Sean Spencer and company. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And um, I, I think that, like the ones you mentioned, those are the main guys to start with. And yeah, it's it's kind of interesting with with Dalen Evans. I've kind of said, you know, A&M, that's the in-state school. He can kind of visit there whenever he wants. I thought the most key thing, though, was when he visited Florida, his words were very eye-opening. I mean, he said, you know, Florida might even be better in some spots. You know, he had an eye-opening visit. And basically, you read what he said. It's like, man, why not flip? That's what fans were saying. Um, that's how strong, strong his words were. But then once you go home, you get out of that visit high and everything kind of starts to calm down. And then that's when I like to see where, where a school stands with a kid. So he went to A&M the following weekend, and you would think, okay, now he's going back to A&M. You know, now all the momentum's going to go back to the Aggies, kind of remind him why he committed there in the first place. But no, I mean, ever since even the A&M visit, he said they're basically neck and neck. Um, and I thought that was very key. You know, he came home, then went to A&M, and he still has those strong feelings about Florida. So, you know, 
that, you know, Florida is a real, real player for him. It's neck and neck. Um, official business schedule for June. I think that OB is going to determine everything, you know, like where Florida falls in his recruitment. Does he make the move while he's in town? Or maybe it take, takes a few weeks and says, hey, I'm just sticking with AM. But I think right now that's not the hottest name on the D-line as far as a, a, a kid that's definitely trending, kind of going up for Florida. Um, Kendall Jackson, who, you know, now he's getting recruited to play Ed, so he's now kind of mm-hmm. with Mike in the Mike's room. I mean, I think it's just a matter of just a matter of when. You know, I know he wants to have phone recruiting. He's going to take his visits. But, you know, Florida's very high on him. Um, he obviously is very high on the Gators. I think if, if you're putting out a mock class for Florida, if you don't have Kendall Jackson in it, I think it's very surprising just based off, you know, where everything is right now, things could change. But, yeah, I think and then obviously with DeAndre Robinson out of Orlando, he's another kid that, you know, June 2nd through the 4th, Florida is hosting so many official visitors. He'll be one of them. I think Texas might be the biggest competition for Florida. Um, he, he is a With Florida, too, there's a school recruiting the hardest. You know, Sean Spencer, Billy Napier, um, they're contacting him every day. Um, Florida was the lifelong favorite school. So if you're the Gators, you got to feel pretty good. But I know Texas and some other schools are definitely um, looming and, you know, definitely could, you know, steal, steal the spotlight with him. And, you know, LJ McCray, um, he's another one where I think, I think the, probably the highest ceiling out of the bunch, um, very long, you know, has that prototypical, prototypical size on the edge. And I think with him right now, I think it's Florida and Florida State, those are the schools that have the most momentum with him. And I, I'd probably give the slight edge to the Sentinels just because he's visited there more often. Um, it's extremely close, though. And, you know, I think it's just about getting him back on campus, continuing to host him. Um, I'm not sure if either one of those schools are going to get OBs at this point just because it's not that far from home. So that's one thing to keep an eye on. But even if they don't, I don't think that will affect, affect much at all. He's going to be on campus quite a bit. And when you see every cycle when it comes to game visits, you, you, uh, you see the trend of certain guys who just show up randomly every Saturday. I can see him being that one just because – it's not that far from home. You can kind of decide at the last moment, hey, if you're going to go or not. So um, I think overall, Florida, you, know, you got to be feeling pretty good. I mean, they signed such a great D-line class yeah. a year ago, and they got some guys in the portal. So overall, it's like you can't really feel kind of antsy about it just because, you know, the proof is in the pudding with Sean Spencer and them. I think before it's all – I mean, they're going to get guys in the class sooner or later, and I think it's a, a great impressive group to choose from because they're trending up for a lot of guys. Absolutely. And one group they've already hit pretty hard, Corey, and got some elite talent. Linebacker, Miles Graham, Darius Hayes already there. Uh, so probably not many more uh, to come into this class, but Chris Jones seems to be the other linebacker talked about the most right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think right now, I mean, he's trending in the on three recruiting prediction machine. You know, I mean, I think with Florida, they've already received almost a handful of visits. They have an OB schedule for June and I asked him after he put out his top group, and I said to him, you know, I'm not saying leaders, but who do you have the best relationship right now? And he said probably Florida, and that was very key. He said Georgia probably second. So Jay Bateman, he deserves a lot of credit in this recruitment. Um, you know, he's he's a Virginia native, so they kind of connect on, you know, kind of stuff back home, kind of the home-like feel when they speak. You know, there's a lot of things they both are aware of back home and, you know, a lot of places they've been, um, same places they've been to. So it's like the home-like feel with him. Um, Jamar Chaney previously was a big part of his recruitment, but, you know, Billy Napier has since stepped up, and I think overall, and Austin Armstrong, too. So I know Chris Jones, he's receiving the, the red carpet treatment, as they say, from Florida. I know 
the, the interesting thing with him is he's visited like six or seven schools three times or more. So you think like, man, this kid's been to Florida so much. I mean, that's huge. It is huge, but there's a lot of other schools he's visited just as much. So this is a pretty uh, crowded recruitment. Um, you know, obviously, we mentioned Georgia already. You got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State's in those worlds. So a lot of competition for him, but Florida's definitely the hot team with him. Um, and, you know, him saying that that's the school he's the best relationship with, I think that's a major key. Um, and I think the last guy as far as serious targets to touch on is Aaron Childs, um, who's up in the Maryland. You know, he'll be – so Florida stopping by his school. Jay Bateman will be at the school today. Um, longtime target in the on 300. Who, you know, he visited last summer, um, got the offer several months prior to that, um, and now is returning to Gainesville here in June as well. So I think Michigan's probably the school trending in his recruitment right now. But I would say Florida's probably – top four range for him. Um, when he takes his OB, that'll be his second visit to Florida. So I think either way, you, you look at Florida's class, you have two under two under all Americans in the class. It's one that it's arguably the best linebacker class in the country early on, but adding a guy like Jones or Childs just takes it to that next level. So I think when you look at that position group, there's not much stress, you know, just kind of hold on to the guys you have. And if you get anyone else in the class, it's like the cherry on top. So, um, you know, Jay Bateman, he's doing a great job in this class. He uh, definitely deserves a lot of credit. Absolutely, Corey. A year ago, you know, he was kind of getting hammered for that last class, but it didn't take long uh, for this 2024 uh, class to, to, to come about, and he kind of changed that reputation on the recruiting trail. Just how things change, man, when it comes <laughs> to college football. One day, you, one day you should be fired, and the next day, I mean, hey, where's the contract extension? So. <laughs> If you're a coach, just don't go on social media. That's all I can say. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, but patience sometimes pays off. You know, we just do this. Have to wait a little bit. So, uh, yeah. hey, this, yeah. this the staff has adjusted pretty well uh, for this 2024 class, and where they have adjusted pretty well, and already too. You know, in the defensive backfield, you got two safeties already committed: Xavier Filsimi, uh, Josiah Davis. But a lot of questions still remain for for cornerbacks, and we know the the change that's going on now with Corey Raymond taking over uh, the secondary room, and then the big storyline, of course, just a few days ago. Jawan Johnson decommitting from Colorado uh, already has a trip to Gainesville lined up. Florida LSU were among his finalists when he committed to Colorado. Uh, but now also other guys getting into the mix for a Jalen Crawford. Uh, Jordan Pride thought to be on commit watch after decommitting from FSU. Uh, Jamari Howard, another maybe flip uh, target there from Michigan State. Uh, we kind of been on flip watch for a bit. You know, is that still the case with him? I mean, there's plenty of names to, to continue with. Uh, Justin Denson, Xavier Mincy. Uh, it does seem like, you know, safety, good start there, but still can maybe fill out this class a bit more uh, with another safety or two. And then also uh, the cornerbacks, uh, the cornerback group led by Corey Raymond. Yeah, and a lot of these kids, too, like you mentioned, so many options. It's almost like you can group this uh, corners and safeties together because right. they're recruiting a lot of versatile kids who are just – I mean, you look at his name, Mincy. I mean, his coach says it, too. It's like he, they swear he's a corner. Like, hey, well, he's going to be a corner in college. And I think he's a guy who's versatile enough he can kind of bounce around the secondary. Um, he's one guy that I'm very confident in with Florida. Um, I don't think he announces anytime real soon, but I think if today was decision day, I think Florida would be the choice for him. 6'3", 190 pounds out of Daytona Beach, Mainland. So, um, as we mentioned, LJ McCray before, that's his teammate. So, getting those two guys out of Mainland would be huge for Florida. Um, Kevin Levy, that's another kid down in like, the Palm Beach area. Um, he was offered in January, you know, has a good relationship with Corey Raymond. And 
you know, I know people don't like the whole, you know, childhood favorite school curse, but <laughs> I was going to mention it. But Florida was his favorite school growing up, so I know when he got it in January, he was pretty taken aback by it, was like almost speechless when he got it. And he's maintained a strong relationship with uh, Coach Raymond, and he should be on campus here pretty soon. His last few visits fell through with some, he had to cancel at the last second, but I think he's one of the more realistic additions. He'd be a pure corner if he did go to Florida. So I, I think overall, I mean, Charles Lester, I mean, that one's basically finished. I mean, he's not going to come to Florida unless there's some huge surprise that happens down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe Black, who's a five-star corner out of Texas, he's worth mentioning just to the fact where Florida is dropped by his school, I mean, consecutive days. I, and I haven't seen that from Florida since Napier was here. So on Monday, it was Austin Armstrong, and yesterday it was Mike Pearson. So he's another Texas kid out of Waco, Texas, and five-star, I think number three cornerback in the country with on three. Um, definitely some room to make up there, but the fact that, you know, Florida stopped by twice in back-to-back days, I mean, that shows how serious they are about that kid. So he's a guy to kind of kind of list his name. We'll see where it goes. Jordan Pride, I still like where Florida stands with him. I think some people are surprised he hasn't committed yet. I mean, he just decommitted, I think. Whenever he takes his next visit to Florida, whether it's unofficial or unofficial, I think that's when you kind of have to label him as a possible commitment watch. You just gotta, I think you just gotta. It's more of a timing thing with him. Um, so I think you still have to feel good if you're Florida there. Jamari Howard, he's it's like most South Florida kids. They don't say they're kind of um, well reserved when discussing their recruitment. Yeah, I mean they don't reveal a whole lot. Um, but I think it's funny because I've always said I think he stays in, you know, in the southeast, most likely in the state of Florida, FSU or Florida. But he does say all the right things about the Spartans. You know what I mean? He does have a great relationship with them, believes in their development up there in East Lansing. So I wouldn't say it's guaranteed that he's going to reopen his recruitment. I mean, in-state schools, like we mentioned, the Seminoles and Gators are making a strong case to flip him. Um, but I think right now it's just kind of a 50-50 with him. You know, he could – also decommit any day, or I can see him signing with MSU, MSU later this year. So I think he's another name. We're talking about hot names on the board. He's one of them. Just the fact that he's visited, you know, several times this spring, and he's a priority right now uh, for Raymond. And another one we'll touch on too, real quick, is Wardell Mack out of um, Louisiana. Still like LSU there. Um, LSU is probably, I mean, it's not often when top kids leave Louisiana and don't pick LSU. So. That they've been the hot team with him trending up, but he does have, he did visit here recently and he has OB set for June. So never say never. So I think with Florida, I mean, you already have Xavier in the class, you have Josiah Davis. I mean, it's already a strong safety class. Now it's just about getting some of these other guys in the class, like Kevin Levy, who I think is definitely probably more, most likely out of that group and okay. some of these other guys too. But I think in June, we're going to figure out where, you know, where the DB class stands. Corey, I hope I'm not making too much of this, but man, I mean, I know huddle highlights are meant to really showcase a player, but man, I tell you what, I fell in love with the film of Xavier Fields to me. Uh, am, am I making too much out of that kid? I mean, I know he he made the move to safety. It seemed like he fit in right away. Uh, you know, five star status, uh, and you know, I thought I thought early on maybe maybe going to Georgia, but yeah, you know, Florida ends up getting him right now. I mean, I'm a big fan of that kid in, in Florida's most recent commit. Yeah, I think he's very instinctive. Very, um, his football awareness is very impressive. He's a kid that, you know, no matter where he is on the field, the, the ball's a uh, you know halfback toss into the field. He's he wants to be involved in that stat sheet every play. He wants to be in the play, and I just love the way he gets downhill. Um, he comes down. He's looking to make a statement. 
Um, and you can tell, like, he, he, he's fairly new playing the position. There's times he could kind of play with a little bit better control and stuff like that. But that's all stuff that comes over time. It's very teachable. But I love his aggressiveness, the way he comes downhill, um, the way he's just looking to make an impact hit to try to open up a play for the defense. And, you know, overall also, too, good size, good kid, too. So he kind of has those leadership qualities off the field. I just think overall, I mean, this is a kid, you, like you said, Dave, you watch this film now and you love it. But I think it's going to get even better and better over time. So I, I think he's a kid that's a big-time player, but he still has a little bit of a ceiling to him considering he just moved to safety. Absolutely, absolutely. Corey, last thing right quick. Of course, we, we featured uh, very, very heavy high school recruiting here. Transfer portal coming up uh, as the, the window closing very, very soon. Uh, and look, Florida's kind of been quiet by design uh, behind the scenes as far as the transfer portal and activity goes. Uh, how, how do you see it playing out for Florida? You know, the only really kind of big name out there, as I mentioned, is Simmons, the San Diego State offensive lineman. Yeah, I think, obviously, it won't be as as active as it was before. I know, obviously, when they signed the last group of portal kids, it was just that first window open, and that's when it's almost like kind of like the signing days. It's the first signing day, you get all the action. The second one, you get some guys, you know, some late additions that may transfer out after spring football. And like you said, the San Diego State offensive lineman, he's really been the only name. Somewhat mentioned, I heard some buzz too. I think it's a safety out of Michigan. Can't remember his yeah. name on my head. Yeah, yep, yep. Possibly looking at possibly looking at Florida too. I've been so um, filled with all the high school stuff with Nick kind of attacking the portal, so I haven't been as caught up with it as of late. But I don't think it's going to be as active as it was before. I think you saw the bulk of kids Florida brought in, and obviously Florida's still evaluating, especially after spring football. That's where you get to kind of see, okay, what are we missing? What can we make an improvement on? Who can step in? And I think, obviously, this is a time where Florida's going to be a little bit more picky with who they want to bring in, you know, especially with the amount of spots available. So I think overall, I think you're going to see some guys join the program, some guys coming out of visit. But I think overall, I think you saw most of the action in previous months. And, yeah, we'll just see how it rolls out, man. It's, it's a crazy time for college football recruiting, man. This portal has changed the game. That and NIL have completely changed the game in a matter of a few years. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, R.J. Moten is that Michigan uh, safety that you're talking about. Yeah, you're, you're talk yep. yep, so, yeah, definitely uh, probably one to keep an eye on as well. So, all right, Corey, man, that will do it, man. Thank you so much. And what you guys got going on there at Gators Online on three? Yeah, so Keith Niebuhr, he, used to, he just recently came on to help out. Um, he does mostly recruiting, but helps out team stuff. So I think between us two, Zach and Nick, Dom and Pat, we have a pretty jam-packed team right now. It's, you know, Florida's trending up recruiting-wise. So recruiting is always taking place on the site. We always have our uncles up. We're doing a lot of analytical stuff as well. So um, head over to Gears Online. We're always running promotions. And um, as always, we'd love to have as many people as we can. So we appreciate everyone tuning in. Yeah, yeah, Keith, a great, great pickup there. A lot of inside info already in just his short time <laughs> on the staff there. So a really good pickup uh, there uh, for, for for Gators Online. You, you guys, you guys got a good uh, commitment there not long ago with Keith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. A lot of people, I don't think a lot of people knew. Like a lot of the diehard Florida, uh, Florida fans know, but yeah, Keith graduated from Florida too, so he's like. He's just an encyclopedia when it comes to Gators athletics. So definitely, uh, if you're on the message boards of Gators online, definitely interact with him. It's he's definitely has a lot of knowledge when it comes to all Florida. Sounds good. All right, Corey Bender from Gators Online on three right here on Gators Breakdown. That'll do it for this episode. I am your host David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.